I imagine that <coughs> I was invited to say Divrei Toyda L'chvoido L'zichro Of Rebetzin Kaplan Ve'ashonim But <coughs> For sure That a Cheretz Kodma the Toyda Before I <coughs> I Say what What I I would like to Say this evening I would like to thank Rabbi Kaplan Zayn Gesund and whoever invited me to speak to you tonight. First of all, it's a schus. It's a schus to speak such a chosh But more important for me, it's, uh, it's the first time that I'm able to express something which I felt very deeply for many years. My mother and my father, Zangazund, we brought up, brought us up in Williamsburg, and Rebetzin Kaplan Bechlal, and it's very hard to express why, but as a child, Mamish, that was my, I mean, I, I don't know if you'll understand what I'm saying now. She was my Demus of Atadekis. When I was five years old, six years old, seven years old, ten years old, when I imagined a tzaddikus, I was Rebbe Kaplan. That was my tzaddikus. The way she would talk, her edelkeit and her ziskeit. That was, my imagination of a tzaddikus was Rebbe Kaplan. And I never had the <coughs> this damnness to express this hakaras hatoiv to that behemoth tzaddikus and to the Kaplan family, Bichlal, Rabbi Kaplan, of the Gewaldeke Hashpo, the first Yisoydis of true, authentic Yiddishkeit in America, which spread light to all of America and all of the world, the new world, was the Kaplan family. Al Kapona, for me, it's a it's a damnus to express the Gewaldeke Akaras and to tell this audience that <coughs> the MS, these people who we see su- such great Paris today, and I, that I was able to see them maybe 45 years ago, it's not the Chinam that they were able to such greatness. Now today, <coughs> we are gathered here in the Yom current. The word Zikorin, to remember, means to relive. That's what Zikorin means. Rosh Hashanah is called Yom HaZikorin. Yom HaZikorin means Hashem remembers us. That means that we and all our Maisim, which we look as past, what happened yesterday, comes back to life with Zikorin. That's what remembrance means. Yesterday was yesterday. And there wouldn't be anything less from yesterday if it wouldn't be for Zikorin. Now, <clears throat> Yerma Zikorin means to bring back and to a certain extent make it and to relive and to rebuild things which we might have thought to be lost and we try to relive them and rebuild them in Yerma Zikorin. 
I don't. I I hope I Lynette, I won't be. I won't be speak at length tonight. I just I just like to give a message. And I'm going to try, in my own, in my opinion, to try to give, in my opinion, an essential message. Yom Hazikaron always is a day of Cheshben HaNefesh. In the Yorat site, it's a, brought down the Gemara, many people have a minig that they fast in the Yorat site of parents. It's a time of Cheshben HaNefesh. <coughs> it's a time of Tshuven. It's a time that we have to remember, because we might have forgotten, and <coughs> let us talk this evening about Beshakov Bichlam. We know Beshakov is a Chiddush. Beshakov is not something, Yeshivas are not a Chiddush. There was a Pompadisa, there was a Surah in the time of Chazal. Beshakov is a Chiddush. Sarashnir Sholem was a Mechadish. Rebbe Kaplan, Rabbi Kaplan, Zichron Levrocha, Zichronim Levrocha, created the creation of Chiddush. And it's important for us, at least once a year, and maybe more than once a year, maybe every day, to remind ourselves what really, what really is the essence of Bas Yaakov. I heard a wonderful Moshal, <coughs> a Gvaldika Moshal. I hope I'm not insulting some of the people here. If anybody here doesn't know the, the, what, what it means to play chess, if you don't know, then don't be embarrassed. It's, a, it's, it's pure Mila. But for those people who don't know, chess is a game, which I won't explain to you at this moment. You have all your men set up. You have your horse and your rook and your bishop and the, and the castle. And then you attack, you take off. So, and the object is to make checkmate to get the king. So they have two people playing here. And one guy says, well, I'm winning. How do you know you're winning? He counts his pieces. See, I have so many pawns. That doesn't mean he's winning. And then someone says on the side, you know, I think that you should let him take off your, your horse. Let him take off your horse and they'll be able to make checkmate. He says, no, no, I like horses. No, no. <laughs> No, I, I like horses. I like my horse. My horse goes like this. And, crooked move. Please leave me alone. Let, let, let me keep, keep my horse. Now, if you like horses, then you can't play chess. Are you with me? The same is true in, in, in life. Many people do a lot of things we do in life. We buy a house. We buy a car. We dress. Now, if you like horses, <laughs> then you can't play chess. If you want to play chess, you, could, you have to be careful about your horses, be careful about your rook, be careful about your pawns, but you have one object, to get the king. And if you forget that object for a second, and if you fall in love with a horse or with a rook or with a pawn, you can't play chess, you're going to make a mistake. Now when it comes to Yiddishkeit, we know that Yiddishkeit is a king. There's Hashem Yisbaruch, there's Malach Malchi, Amalach, and Baruch and we have, we play a game, and it's a hard game. We make mistakes. It's a hard game, it's not an easy game. We make mistakes. But you cannot forget for a moment what's the object of the game. The object of the game is one and only to get the king. To get a hold of Hashem Yisbarach. That's the object of the game. 
And if you forget for a moment, you could be the most genius player. But if you forget for a moment, you fall in love with, you fall in love with a horse, then you can lose the game. Now Yiddishkeit is to catch Hashem Yisborach and to hold on to him and hug him and love him and be koinah Hashem Yisborach. That's what Yiddishkeit is. And every game that you play and every creation, you have to know what is the object. Because many times we play a game, we can play with genius. We just forget what the object is. I forgot that I have to catch his king. And I thought that I have to get as many pawns as I can. You could be a genius, but you're not going to get there. Now let us discuss for a moment, and I'd like to, to give you what I think. What really is Besyakov the king? What is the Nekuda of Besyakov? Again, the game can be very wide. And I'm sure that Besyakov has a lot of, a lot of factors of important things, whether it's learning, Torah, Chumish, Novi, geography, mathematics. Might be important. Torah, Tefillah, Midos. But is, is there an essential point which is the center of everything? And if there is, then it's extremely important that we remember it and relive it and not forget it for a moment. Now probably... The central point of Yaakov Bichlau is the central point of Yiddishkeit, to teach our children Yiddishkeit. But there's something very special about Yaakov, about the whole concept of Yaakov, and that's, that's what I'd like to discuss tonight. The word bias, Beis Yaakov is a posik, Yaakov. And we all know that Chazal say, the Gemara says, I never called my wife my wife. I called her my home, my house. And this is the, the origin of Beis Yaakov, where it says the Posse Gvashi says, Beis Yaakov Zuh Hanoshim. And that's why we have the name Beis Yaakov. Now, let us leave the word Yaakov for this evening. And let us talk about the bias. Now we know that a bias, the whole concept of a bias, is a chiddush of Yaakov Avinu. The Gemara says, Loika Avroham Shakori Har, Bahar Hashem Yeroe, Loika Yitzchok Shakori Sodeh, Vaeloka Yaakov Shakori Bias. Avraham Avinu said the Besamikdash is a har, a mountain. And Yitzchak said, Beisamikdash is a field, a sodden. And Yaakov said, Beisamikdash is a bias. Now, what the Gemara means to teach us, L'Chorah, is as follows. A bias, a bias was created, is built for privacy. That's what bias is. A bias is for privacy. You cannot build a home in the park because you need privacy. Avraham Avinu introduced that maybe the privacy between Hashem and the Jewish people is enough a mountain to go away in a high mountain. Of course, you cannot learn Torah. You cannot, if you set yourself up 
on 47th Street and 6th Avenue, then you're not going to be a big Talmud Chochem and you're not going to be a big Yerushalayim. But if Ramavita said, but if you go out to a mountain and you are with Hashem and you get disattached from the whole hoo-ha and the tomb of the world, that's enough. Yitzchak said, no. A mountain isn't enough. Because a na- mountain, even though there aren't many people in a mountain, but it's Shetach Efker. Whoever wants, you just walk in. You have to have a sod, a field. A field is really private property. A mountain is disattached from the world. But a field is private property. So Yitzchak said, Yitzchak In order to be with Hashem, in order to catch the king, in order to be with Hashem is Barach, we have to create a situation of privacy. So that a private property, a field. And Chazal tell us, Loika Avram Shakori Har. It's not enough. Loika Yitzchak Shakori Soda. Yaakov Avinu said, the privacy of a heart, the privacy of a soda is not enough. You have to have the privacy of a house. A house is pure private property. No one walks into a house unless ringing a bell. Even if the door is not locked. A house, the whole concept of the house is to introduce privacy. <coughs> now, <coughs> Am Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Am Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we know, is, as we, when, 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 when Shlomo Melech wants to describe Matan Torah, he wrote up in Shir Hashirim, Yishokeinim in the Shikos Piyot. Matan Torah is a connection, is a love, is, a, is, is, is building Kavayochal, a family, between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael. Now there's something very important that Yaakov Avinu was mechadish. When we build a situation of dveikus between our Kodesh Baruch and the Jewish people, it must be, it's not enough that there's a situation of dveikus, but this dveikus needs privacy. And utmost privacy. Loike Avram Shakori Har, Loike Yitzchak Shakori Sode. When the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, we know that the Jewish people continued with the concept of bias. Whether it's a Beis HaKnesses, or it's a Beis HaMedrash, or it's a Jewish home, which is called a bias. But Yiddishkeit, Judaism, the connection between HaKadosh Baruch Hu, must have the privacy of a bias. It must be a situation of a cheder yichud. And this is the essence of Yiddishkeit. And in my opinion, this is the essence of Beis Yaakov. Now, the men are in a base medrash, in a base knesses. The woman by nature is locked up in her bias which is heart-based medrash and heart-based kinesis. But again, we have to build a situation of pure privacy between Osh and Hashem Izbarach, which is the creation of a bias. A hundred years ago, just about, 
when the world was advancing, and we know that till today, one of the most noticeable advancements of the world is the forms of communication, how the world, let us say for a moment, the privacy of, of Ramavinu, the privacy of Ramavinu, the privacy of Yitzchak Avinu. Let us just say for a moment, I live in Eretz Israel. Imagine, and I travel sometimes past Beersheva on the way to Dimona. That's why I live out in the Negev. So over there, you have Bedouins. I, will, I was always jealous of the Bedouins. Psh, what a wonderful life. Out of the, of the turmoil of, 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 of the whole civilization. Out in their, in their tents, sitting by themselves. They could sit and learn Torah. They're Bedouins. They don't know what Torah is. But if I would be in the situation, and you walk by, and you drive by, and you see something very interesting. They have these solar batteries. They have electricity. And they have... They, 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 they bring water from a well. But they have batteries and they have televisions. They have televisions. You know what that means? No privacy. What does television mean? And by the way, before, before I continue, my discussion this evening is not about television. That's not my discussion. But I just want to bring you a marshal. You can, live, you can live out in the midbar with no privacy. So here you can have a, a person, human being, living out in a desert, in a pure desert, completely disattached from the world, and modern civilization set him up that he's aware of everything that goes on in the world. So when, so, so when, when someone does a crime out in Honolulu, or someone designs a new dress in Paris, so it's in his living room, in his tent. No privacy. Bias, in the Jewish concept, introduces privacy. And really, the, the, the modern forms of communication and the, the modern form of living, beside the fact of communication, just the whole concept of the telephone, the concept of a car, the concept of an airplane, that took the whole world and turned it into one little, one little, one little handful. What it did more than anything else was destroyed our privacy. Our forefathers, our others, were royal sign. And the Rishonim said, "Why were they royal sign? They would go out and they would shepherd the sheep, and all day they would think about the very kedusha they'd be with Hashem." His bodedus. A person, until a hundred years ago, would live with himself, until a hundred fifty years ago, would live with himself. Let's say he lived seventy years. Fifty out of these seventy years, he lived with his own self, with his mind, with his understanding, with his Hashem, with his philosophy, with himself. Today, today, a person doesn't have time for himself a moment. He gets in the car, puts on the radio. He gets in the house. We don't have a moment for ourselves. A 
moment to, to be and think with ourselves, which is not what worries us. It should worry us. But more serious, we don't have a moment of his bodhidus and of privacy with Hashem. Even though Hashem gave us very special times, Shmanesra, davening, and that's what davening is for. But many of us, I'm not talking to everybody, but many of us know that davening is the time to, you know, to think, think over your business. As the famous story, the fellow came to the, to the Rav and says, Rebbe, I made a cheshman that, that, I, that, that I owe the guy a thousand dollars and I'm afraid the guy is going to... So when did you make the cheshman? I davened shmanesra. I realized I owe a thousand dollars. He says, don't worry, the guy just doesn't daven shmanesra. He's not going to think about it. When we talk about Yiddishkeit and we talk about that there is the concept, the object of Yiddishkeit is to live with Hashem. The object of Yiddishkeit is to create a life situation of living with Hashem. That's what Yiddishkeit is. Now let me, let me, let me, let me emphasize it again. It's, it, it, I'm, I might be saying something which is, which is a shtikl mapecha. When you imagine Yiddishkeit, when you imagine Judaism, what is Judaism? Davening, learning, mitzvahs, sukkah, lulav, matzah, shoifer. Hashem should forgive me for saying such a harsh, such a, such a, 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 a very clear statement, but the Ramah says it. All these mitzvahs, all these mitzvahs, it's like in a chess game. The horse and the rook and the bishop. But what is the essence of all these mitzvahs? To find a way to share your life with Hashem. To find a way to live with HaKadosh Baruch with Hashem Yisbarach. That's what Yiddishkeit is. Davening, studying Torah, Lulav, Shoifer, Kriya Shema, all these mitzvahs, the Ramah says, were given to us so that we should find times and expand the times that we live and we spend time in actual contact with Hashem. In real contact with Hashem. Yiddishkeit, Judaism as a whole, which we all know is a pattern of life. Is a pattern of life, is a way of living. And the essence of this way of living is to find a way to share our life with HaKadosh Baruch. One of the ways, the best ways is tefillah. The anis tefillah, the Rebbe says, I'm always davening. Just like you have a family, a man and wife, that are together, and they're always communicating. You have a friendship that's always communicating. Imagine you have two people sitting together in a room. And one person has to go up and pick up something, take a ladder. So what does he do when the ladder starts shaking? Yaakov, hold the ladder. That's what Yiddishkeit is. Hashem, please hold the ladder, I shouldn't fall. Vanit filo. To find a way to communicate and to live, to spend your life with Hashem. 
No, I'm, 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 I'm going to continue. I'm being, ve- I'm being very short. I just, I'd like to introduce a, a very small concept, and with this I will end. I think you all know, I'm sure you all know, that <coughs> Am Yisrael in the Midbar, which is the building of Am Yisrael, the first time was the eagle. The eagle was something, even though the Kuzri says we don't understand what happened, but let's talk simple language. They took a golden calf, this is your God. You know what Hashem did? Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, go down, because your people were, 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 did a terrible avera. Leave me alone, and I will destroy them. And Moshe Rabbeinu says, why does he leave me alone? Am I holding you? And Moshe Rabbeinu David and Hashem was revatled exam. And then the Miraglim came and said, there are giants in Israel, Eretz Canaan, which is stronger than Hashem. And Hashem said, I'm going to destroy them. Moshe Rabbeinu stopped. Adas Koyrach. There was one sin, which was completely a different story. When Bilam was was wanted to get wanted to get rid of the Jewish people. And the Bnei Smoyev, the Goyesh girls, went out and were mocked to the Jewish people. Hashem said these words. Hashem said, Pimchos ben Elozor ben Aaron HaKoyen. Heishiv es chamosi me'al Bnei Yisrael bekanoi es kinosi b'seichom v'lekilisi es Bnei Yisrael bekinosi. Hashem said, Pinchas ben Elazar ben Aaron Hakohen saved the Jewish people. Bekamay is kinosi b'seichem when he brought about kinah, my kinah, v'lekilisi is bnei Yisrael bekinosi. These words mean as follows: v'lekilisi is bnei Yisrael bekinosi means like this. There are certain times in the muscle of a person when he gets angry and he thinks for a moment. And he decides what to do. There are certain times by a person, by nature, that something such as such called kanoyas. Kanoyas takes action. And Yoseichel doesn't work. Takes action. Hashem said these words. If Pinchos would not have taken that remach and did what he did, I would have taken action. Not because, Hashem, the Moshe of Hashem, not because that was the Mishpot, in other words, let's, let's use simple, simple marshal. Imagine Oig Melech Haboshon. Did you ever see, did that happen to you that you, that you, uh, you're sitting and learning and a, a mosquito comes by? Did that happen to you sometimes? I don't want to go into the sinews, but sometimes a person doesn't want to kill the mosquito. That Rizal says that if you come from Sherish Kain, don't kill a mosquito. But sometimes he zooms you, zooms you, leave him alone until finally <coughs> give him a. That's called kina. Leave me alone. Imagine like Malach Abbasim would make like this to New York City. Hashem said like this: When that happened, when the Jewish people when Choyte Benayis Moyav, it got me angry. I would have made like this, and that would be the end of the story. That would be the end of the story. If Pinchas would not have gotten up and taken the Roymach and take action, 
Hashem says, I would have taken action. I would not have told Moshe Rabbeinu, leave me alone. I would not have told Moshe Rabbeinu, lech tishiches amcho. I would not have taken and told Moshe Rabbeinu, v'achal kuroga. I just would have given him one swap and that would be the end. Now, Benoist Moya was not the worst Avera that ever happened. But that's Kina. You know why it's Kina? Because when you do an Avera, when you have a family fraud, when you have a fight, so you fight it out. But there are certain things when you destroy the privacy that such thing called as Kina. And Kina, you take action. This by nature, a person, and lahab Hashem, Hashem says, like Kalisius B'nei Yisrael B'kinosi. Let me come to analyze what, what I'm trying to bring out tonight. I was invited this evening, and as I started off, for me it's a personal zechus to express my appreciation. My appreciation, first of all, personal, that... Rebetzin Kaplan, Rabbi Kaplan, were a, 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 a dmus of Kedusha of Tyra of Tzidkes. And the Hashroi that they brought about in our, in our the new world of Yiddishkeit is, is unimaginable. And I was invited to speak and I, and I'm, and I, I said what, I'm, what I said, but I'd like to tell you something about Rabbi Yisrael. <coughs> I don't know I don't know how many people are sitting in this audience today I'm not looking to speak to 2,000 people I'm not the person to say it I wish I can go on the Empire State Building and I can scream out to the Jewish people. Who am I to scream? We are losing direction. We are losing direction. The essence of Yiddishkeit is living with Hashem. And living with Hashem is the essence, is privacy, a bias, base Yaakov, base Medrash. Privacy means... Privacy does not mean not to do Averis. Even Averis Zara, I'm not going to discuss what Averis Zara is. But even Averis Zara, even the Miraglim. Kichosa Kubi Mary, Hashem is not strong. Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, Vachalas and Kuroga. And Moshe Rabbeinu sent Aaron, and he took the Malachamovis and he held him back. Because it's a family fight. It's a family fight. Koyach was a family fight. Machlekes. It's a real, typical Jewish Haveri. Machlekes. That's the real Jewish Haveri. And Moshe Rabbeinu opened up the, 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 opened up the Adama and, and, and they all fell in. And Am Yisro ran away. But it's a, it's a tragic situation within the family. But the moment that we lost this, this privacy between us and Hashem, the moment that we started looking outside, and we started enjoying Goyesha culture. And we brought Goyesha culture into our lives. Hashem says, this is something else completely. This is not a favorite. Leave me alone. Catch me.
between us and Hashem? Or this bias, all the doors and all the windows are open. Today, we don't have a problem. We do have a problem. But today, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, our learning and our davening, and our Yerushalayim, and our mitzvahs, and we're becoming better and better. Baruch Hashem, Am Yisrael is growing. Today, a girl, 12 years old, I don't know how it's in America, but next Israel, it's all one world. You can see a girl 12 years old today davening Minchit. It's a Kiddush Hashem. It's a Mechaya to see. You can see a 12-year-old girl, a 10-year-old girl davening Marif. But Marif Rabbi said, this is horses and pawns. But what's about the king? What's about our private connection to Hashem is Baruch? How much is our life, our life pattern, and our life culture, Yiddish or Goyish? Let us talk for a moment. Let us talk for a moment. And this is really the barometer. Let us talk for a moment what we teach our children. Let, 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 me, let me just bring a marshal. And I'm not talking... I don't, I don't have anything against the three beers in Goldilocks. I really don't have anything against them. But let's try to emphasize a moment. Is there any of our children that never heard of three beers? If there are, then I, I apologize. I'd like to tell you something, whatever that boy said. You know, in modern civilization, 85%... 85% of children's stories are animals. Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and Donald Duck. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know, I, I'm the Bikis because I, I don't live in America. I'm, I'm in the show for 30 years already. Why so many animal characters? Do you know why? Can I introduce you to tell you why? Can I introduce you to tell you why? What I think? No civilized human being that has to write a storybook for little children. If you have to write a story with little children, so imagine you, you take two little, two, two little characters. You take Jack and Jill. Let's make Jack and Jill for two little ch children. Now, Jack and Jill, when they go up the hill to fetch a pail of water, right? You cannot say, you cannot imagine Jack, a little boy, you want to tell a story. You want to tell a story, you want to make a picture. You can imagine, you can take, take a little boy, who's, let's say, six years old, and sees a friend outside, and he takes a club and clobbers him over the head, and clobbers him over the head a thousand times. Could you teach that to children? So you know what you do? You make two monkeys. And monkeys is like monkeys. And with these monkeys and these little ducks, you can introduce anything. You can give them a slab in the face. You can have Mickey and Minnie falling in love. You can have everything. And through these characters, we live in, in, in a civilization. We live in a culture that you can teach your children every schmutz, every riches, every ruthlessness in the name of the animals. And this makes a ration on these little children. Is there any Jewish home that's clean from that? 
This is pure Goyashkeit. Will you excuse me, my Rabbi say, if I tell you, I see that you don't know. Now I, I was brought up in a home, my father, I remember Zangezunt, I remember well, this goes back 46, 47 years ago, wrapped me in a talis and took me to Cheder, Yeshiva Tervedas. I was brought up Baruch Hashem Yiddish, my mother, Zangezunt, was from, from Rebetzin Kaplan, she should have a Rechazion, my mother, from very close together, they built Besyankov. I was brought up in a Yiddish home. I don't remember who taught me the story of the three little bears. I just want to tell you just a little story of the three little bears. Excuse me for telling this to you in such a Choshevazah, in such a gathering. There's a story with the Goldilocks who went into the, went into a home. I'll be very Makatsar, even though it's very important to say it by Riches. And she saw the porridge was too cold, this porridge was too hot, the baby's porridge was just right, the rocking chair and the bed. Do you know the story? Should I have to tell it over again? Let me tell you something. First of all, you have a cast of characters. So you teach this little boy, who's four and a half years old, with a Goldilocks. Do you know how much Tuma, how much Yitzhahara is by teaching a little boy Goldilocks? Let us continue. Goldilocks walks into a house and sees porridge. This was Papa Bear's porridge. It's too hot. You teach Goldilocks, if it's too hot, you don't make foo and wait a second. You look for the next thing. Also, if you see there's no one home, just walk in. Also, if you see someone's porridge, eat it up. <laughs> when you come to Mama's porridge, it's too cold, don't touch it. You come to Baby's porridge, it's just right, eat it up and don't leave anything over. Then she comes to a rocking chair. Papa Bear's rocking chair is too hard. You have to be comfortable. Mama's Bear's rocking chair is too soft. Baby Bear's rocking chair, rock and rock until you break it. Now, you people are laughing. But this little child, four and a half years old, and this little Nishama, you taught him a stupid story with not less than 15 loving. Now class in 1511. Now, so you're telling me, so what do you care? Alright, it's a little boy. That's not my point. My point is completely different. My point is that this illustrates our culture and where our, what, what is our life? What is our life? Now, I, I, I don't, I, Many people, most of the people sitting here are young people. I'm also a young person. I, I, I ate Baruch Hashem almost 50 Afrikaimers. I remember, I remember Rebelson Kaplan. I just want to tell you the Roshim. It was pure Yiddish. It was pure Yiddish. Every inch about her was Yiddish. Let's not talk about the greatness. Let's not talk about the Yerushalayim. But Yiddish... Yiddish. Today, we might have more Yerushalayim than, than then. We'll be more mocked what we eat. We might, and I'm not trying to belittle that, has v'shalem. But where's our Yiddishkeit? Our privacy with HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Our bias. Our bias, we were locked up, our Chedayichud. 
So today you have in a Yiddish at home, you have. I, 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 I really, I'm, my, my particulars are completely irrelevant to my subject. You have a Time magazine. You have a New York Times. You know what Time magazine is? I want to tell you what Time magazine is. I want to tell you what Time magazine is. I saw it with my own eyes. This is a true story. I saw it with my own eyes. On Yom Kippur, you all know, and this is my, my favorite moment in Yom Kippur, when the Chazan falls current, and the whole, this is, this is a moment of mamash of the structures. I, saw, I was once in a shul in America. I think you all know that when you fall karma in Yom Kippur, so you're not allowed to fall on, on the floor. So you put papers under you. I was once in a shul in America. And they gave out papers to the men. They didn't have those old brown papers. They gave out newspapers, New York Times. I saw it with my own eyes. I'm not, telling you, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, to just make a joke. A yid falls when the chazan says, "Kishashoyim es Hashem mefoyish yotze pikoim gadol bekedusha v'tayra ha yakoyim." Falls koyim and he reads the news. <laughs> now, if I would ask this Jew, if I would ask this Jew, the yid, what are you doing? He said, "It's not the New York Post. It's not the Daily News. It's the New York Times." <laughs> So I would say, yes, the New York Times, but at this moment, in this moment of Kedusha Vatira, in this moment of Yichud, in this moment of Yichud, imagine you have a Yichud, a Yichud Simmer, Chosna Kala, and as the janitor just, he just, he's just washing the floor. She says, am I, am I disturbing? Yes, you're disturbing the privacy. Where is the privacy between Hashem and Hashem? And we live in a culture that destroyed the privacy. And in my opinion, and again, I'm not in my own personal opinion, but I'll invite, I'll invite people would hear what I'm saying. Beis Yaakov was created. Beis Yaakov is Beis Medrash. And today, Baruch Hashem, and our yeshivas, the Bochum don't read the papers in the Beis Medrash. And base Yaakov, base Yaakov, is to create our homes with utmost privacy between us and Hashem is Barach. That our culture should be pure Yiddish. And that's what base Yaakov was for. And I know, I was there to know the people who created base Yaakov. And today we remember Rebbe St. Kaplan, and the creation of Bess Yaakov, we have to make a better kabayas on our privacy, on our dvekus, on our kedusha between Hashem and birth. <laughs> I'm stopping here. Kedush Baruch should help us. The Rabbi Sin Kaplan, the Shemayim, Rabbi Kaplan, still within the year, with their enormous, enormous chusim, unbelievable chusim, in kamos and echus. She made it yesha for all of us, for all of Am Yisrael. Kodesh should be pointed to us Barachamim. We shouldn't hear any tzaras. We shouldn't hear machlis. We shouldn't hear asoynos. We should only hear simcha and nachas forever.